Hey, thanks for queuing up the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to make you aware of three music marketing resources with an emphasis on one in particular. There's a good chance you're already familiar with my flagship title called the Gorilla Music Marketing Handbook and perhaps even the 5-Minute Music Marketer. Both of those titles are well worth your time, but I want to make you aware of another title that doesn't quite get the attention as those two do. And that one is called The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. I'm really proud of this book, and I think you would get a lot out of it. And basically what it covers is what I consider to be nine timeless principles of music marketing. So regardless of the new website, app, or tool, because they're always changing, as you know, these are principles you can apply no matter what. They're timeless. They tap into that eternal connection that people have with music and with music makers. So I think you would get a lot out of this book. It's available on Amazon in at least a dozen countries in both paperback and ebook formats. So go check it out. The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. And now, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Music Marketing Podcast. I'm Bob Baker. And on this episode, I'm going to be reading a short section from my book, The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. And this just happens to be the very first one called The Law of of magnetism. Here we go. Decades ago, I went to a Black Sabbath concert when I was just barely out of my teens. Ozzy Osbourne was still performing with them, and as a fan, I was excited to see the band live for the first time. The opening act had just come out with their first album. I'd heard one of their songs on the radio, but didn't know much more about them. The lights went down, and the first song started with a bang. The lead singer jumped and ran and swung his mic cord like a lasso. The guitarist was amazing. The band rocked my socks off. It was Van Halen. Something about them resonated with me. The players and the high-energy music connected with an aspect of my psyche that was wanting to more fully express itself. The band won me over, and I became a Van Halen fan. Years later, as my musical tastes evolved, I got exposed to a Chicago-based band called Ralph Covert and the Bad Examples. I loved the band's clever pop melodies and lyrics. They reminded me a lot of Squeeze, another band I had grown to love. I raved about the bad examples and listened to their albums often. I even arranged to have the band perform at a music conference I hosted in St. Louis. It was another example of the way music can excite me. While I enjoy a variety of music, there are just some artists I connect with on a deeper level, sometimes to the point of being a giddy fanboy. And of course, the artists are different at various stages of my life. I'll bet you have a long list of similar examples you could share. And that's the perfect way to begin this book, discussing the mysterious topic of magnetism. When I crafted the final list of these nine music marketing laws, I considered starting off with the law of awareness. 
Over the years, as I've discussed the steps to effective marketing, I've always pointed out that creating awareness is the first important step. After all, nothing else can happen until people, meaning your potential fans, are first aware that you even exist. Only then can a music fan progress through these evolutionary stages. 1. Initial awareness leads to an understanding of the style of music you play and what you stand for. 2. That understanding leads to a curiosity in listening to your songs, watching your music videos, etc. 3. That sensory experience leads to the formation of an opinion. Does the fan like you or not? And 4. If they like what they hear and see, how fervently do they feel about it? All of this can lead to actions, such as your fans buying your music, attending your shows, raving about you to their friends, etc. As I mentioned, none of these fan evolution steps can take place until people first know about you. The process always starts with awareness. And that just happens to be the one aspect of marketing that most people are familiar with. It's the getting your name out there phase that everyone talks about, but few know how to do effectively. So, instead of starting with the simple idea of creating awareness, we will begin our journey through the laws of music marketing with a more specific aspect of it, magnetism. I also considered calling this first section the law of attraction or the law of gravity, but both of those phrases have connotations associated with them that don't completely apply here. That's why magnetism is the perfect way to describe this principle. On one hand, it refers to the magnetic pull one object exerts on another, whether those objects are refrigerator magnets, the magnets you find in audio speakers, or the planets revolving around the sun. It can also refer to a magnetic personality, that pulls fans toward an artist. However, don't worry, a bigger-than-life personality isn't required to be a successful musician and marketer. If you have charisma or can develop it, great, but it isn't necessary. Another good way to describe it is resonance. A fan can resonate with an artist, whether their demeanor is mellow or silly or loud or introspective. It's not always about being flamboyant. It's more about like attracting like. So here's the first law you must obey as a self-promoting musician. Become a magnet that attracts your ideal fan. That's right. Become the magnet. I know, it sounds like a line from a kung fu movie. But it really is the core of this first principle. And when you get it, marketing becomes a lot easier. The traditional guidance on music promotion suggests that you should get your name out there and find your fans. In more recent years, you may have heard that you need to build your tribe. There's nothing wrong with these phrases. Most people know the meaning behind them. The problem is they imply that you must always be out there on the hunt for your target audience as if your ideal fans each have bullseyes on their backs and your only goal is to aim your marketing arrow at them and fire. 
Yes, you do need to be proactive and get over your discomfort of talking to people about your music, but that doesn't mean you have to turn into a disruptive shouting machine to be effective. When you embrace the law of magnetism, you can relax into a more organic and comfortable approach to music marketing. In essence, you must take the traditional approach of target marketing and flip it on its head. Instead of simply identifying your ideal fan and going after them, you become the target that they are magnetized to. It's target marketing in reverse. Does that make sense? Here's another way to state it. Put yourself in a position to be discovered by people who are predisposed to like you and your music. Let's focus on the word predisposed for a moment. That means your goal is not to resonate with everyone. You're not trying to appeal to a large percentage of the population. Your only goal is to set yourself up to attract that small slice of mankind that gets you. The people who are more likely than most to enjoy your style, sound, look, and message. There's something about these people, meaning your ideal potential fans, that predisposes them to like you. It could be their gender or their age. It might be their political or social views or a certain life experience they've had. It may be related to their socioeconomic status or the causes they support. And this predisposition is not static. It often changes over time for each individual. For instance, when I was in my teens, I listened to a lot of rock music. I was just learning to play the guitar at that age, and rock was the style I strove to emulate. I hung out with people who enjoyed it. It was part of our lifestyle. It was the proverbial soundtrack of my life. Therefore, I was highly predisposed to like Van Halen. If I had come across the late Eddie Van Halen and company in my 30s, I would have appreciated them, but I wouldn't have been attracted a.k.a. magnetized, to them like I was when I was younger. Same thing with my appreciation of the bad examples. In my teens, the band may not have even registered, but in my early 30s, I was predisposed to highly resonate with their music. The timing was right. The combination of where I was in my life and their sound was a perfect match. So think about this as you identify the music fans who will enjoy you the most. Who will you set yourself up to attract? Who are your ideal fans? And where are they in their lives? These good people hold the powerful potential to be your future raving fan base. It's just that they don't know about you yet. They haven't been given the opportunity to discover you and determine if they truly resonate with who you are as an artist and a person. But when you put the law of magnetism into action, connections are made and new fans are born. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this sample from the nine irrefutable laws of music marketing. That was actually the first half of that first law of magnetism section. Maybe in the next episode, I will cover the other half of that. And if you're interested in reading the entire book, it is available on Amazon in more than a dozen countries in both paperback and ebook 
formats. So seek it out and check it out. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. I hope to see you again soon. In the meantime, so long for now.